Hey guys, welcome to the We Are Men podcast. I am your host, Carl Mason. And in this podcast, we sit down and talk with local heroes from Southwest Sydney about life, mental health, and strategies for coping with the day-to-day issues that we all face as men. Our aim with this podcast is to create a space where men can open up and discuss their mental health without the fear of shame or exclusion. I know it can be hard to ask for help as a man, but no man needs to struggle alone. We hope to encourage all men to talk about what they're going through and seek help when they need it. A quick note, this podcast may feature some adult language and suicide may be discussed, which could be triggering for some listeners. Today on the podcast, I am chatting with Basim. Basim is a community leader, volunteer, and works as a community liaison officer with Navitas English. He immigrated to Australia from Iraq in 2005 and currently lives in Fairfield. Basim won the Fairfield Youth Citizen of the Year in 2014 and has volunteered in his community with 20 organisations, including St. Vincent de Paul Society, the Salvation Army and Fairfield Lions Club. Let's jump in and meet Basim. Okay, Basim, before we start, I just want to say a huge thank you to you for agreeing to be involved in this project. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving your time to do this. Uh, I know you do a lot of amazing things. Um, And so thank you for making the time to speak to us. This project is something we're all passionate about here, men's mental health. I have my own experience uh, with mental health concerns and I think this project and people like yourself talking about their story, how they deal with things, is going to inspire a lot of other men to hopefully talk about it as well. Thanks, Carl, for the opportunity. It's, It's an honour and a privilege for me to be part of this project and hopefully my story will be uh, shared with other people and be used as kind of a motivational story in their everyday life. Exactly what we want. Basim, let's start easy. Could you please tell me your name, where you live, and what your current job is? My name is Basim Shimon. Um, I grew up in Fairfield. I lived all my life in Fairfield. And um, I do a lot of things. Um, I'm involved in a lot of uh, projects and committees to help the community. So Basim, how did you come to be living in Australia? So I migrated um, from Iraq in 2003, Um, came from a war-torn country. I've seen a lot in my life as a young person. Um, I personally didn't live the normal life like every other young person live here in Australia. Um, I've seen a lot of things in my life which I wish that no one else will see them. But at the end of the day, I believe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm so lucky that I chose Australia to be my home. Um, And no words can express my thanks and appreciation to this country because it has really given me a new life and a lot of opportunities. And this is one of the main reasons why I keep giving back to the community and I will do until the rest of my life. So when you came to Australia, did uh, all of your family come with you or did uh, some people stay behind? Or When I migrated to Australia, I migrated with my parents Um, and then went and did um, schooling here in Australia. So I went to Fairfield IEC, 
because obviously, as you can tell from my accent, English is not my first language. I speak three other languages, which was very difficult for me um, to learn English because it's my fourth language. But I never, never gave up. I was always trying. I completed my schooling at Fairfield High School. Um, so when I migrated to Australia, I went to Fairfield IEC and I did a year there. IEC stands for Intensive English Centre. And then I went straight away to E9. And I still remember this. When I went to E9, it was so difficult because the guys were all fluent in English. And I still remember this moment when the teacher was handing out assignments. And I looked at the teacher and said, what's this? And he said, this is an assignment. And I said, what's an assignment? Then he looked at me and said, an assignment is something that you have to do here in school. So I was at the point where I was still struggling to settle in Australia, to learn the language. But um, I did it. Um, I finished my high school here and then went and did an advanced diploma in leadership and management. Then went to University of Western Sydney and did a Bachelor of International Studies and International Law. I graduated from a bachelor degree, then I went and did Masters in Arts in TESOL. TESOL stands for Teaching English to Speakers of Other Languages. Uh, what was the biggest struggle when you first arrived in Australia? One of the main struggles for me was to settle in Australia. Um, of course, to learn the new language, to understand the system, to adapt to a new culture. That wasn't easy. Um, as I said before, coming from a war-torn country, it's not easy. It takes time for the person to settle. For me, it didn't take that long to settle here in Australia. And from after six months of arriving to Australia, I started thinking, how can I give back to this country? And that's when my volunteering journey started. When we spoke earlier, I remember you saying that something that stuck with me was, because you, you didn't know the language, you were scared, you didn't know who you could talk to. And I just can't even imagine what that feeling would be like. like I have not experienced anything like that in my life, but even just something as simple as when you finish year six and go to high school, it's a new new playground and it's it's scary just that. Like, so how did you feel coming from a whole other country, not knowing the language and not being able to know exactly where to fit in in that time? Uh, were you scared? Were you shocked by how things were? Yes, I was, I had this fear inside me that if I don't speak the language, what's going to happen? If I want to go and buy something and if I don't know how to say it, what's going to happen? But what I found was the opposite. The Australian people are so helpful because there's one good thing about the Australian people is that when someone tries to speak and when they notice that English is not the first language, they try to step in and help as much as they could. And that's what makes us special as Australians, because we always support each other and we always look after each other. And this was one of the things that I discovered about this beautiful country. Can I ask, Wasim, why, why you left Iraq? 
So after the American invasion uh, to Iraq, there was absolutely no life. Um, it was terrible. And it got worse day after day. As a young person, I wanted a better future. So the only option for me was to escape the country because there was no future, no life for me. For someone who is very um, dream-driven, someone who has a lot of objectives in life, there was nothing there for me. I finished my secondary schooling there and I was about to go to university. But I wasn't accepted into university because of my religion. So I was discriminated because I was a Christian. Um, and that was the reason why my whole family decided there's, this is the time where we have to find another place to live in. And we chose Australia. Can you explain why that was hard as a male coming here and seeing how you know, the cultural differences in how men are seen in society affected you? Yes. When I arrived to Australia, I was just 15 years old. And I wasn't living like a 15 years old man, young man. I was more mature. Because life taught me a lot of tough things during this time. So when I came here, I was shocked to see that there are a lot of young people coming to this country not understanding what this country is about. Unfortunately, there are a lot of young people that um, have made great contribution. But to come from a war-torn country to a peaceful country, we have to give back because this country has saved us, had given us a lot. So when I came here as a young person, and looked at what other young people were doing, I tried to do something different. And that's when I started um, volunteering. So starting a new life here, um, coming from a background where men are the working people and women are at home, um, was, was a surprise for me because I was surprised to see that in Western countries, this is different to the Middle Eastern countries. Um, here, the roles are shared. There is no difference between a man and woman. We are all are equal. Um, and um, this was one of, the, one of the things that I saw different uh, from back uh, in the Middle East to here in Australia. Do you think that other men struggle with this as well? Other men who come here? There is a need uh, for all these newly arrived refugees and migrants that come to Australia to learn more about the system and to get familiar with the, with the culture and the practices here. Um, what I'm finding it personally is that uh, there is a misunderstanding of the gender role. Um, it's important that we share the responsibilities at home um, and this is one of the things that I keep educating the people about those newly arrivals and refugees that I work with is that in Australia we are all equal and 
if the men work and the women are at home, you guys will struggle financially. So, Basim, obviously this project is about uh, mental health, and I want to get into a lot of the positive stuff that you're doing in a moment, but I'm just wondering if all of this that you've been through, I, I know I have never been through anything uh, like you have, but I've still, um, what I have been through has caused a lot of trauma in my life and led to negative uh, like mental health issues throughout my time. Has it affected you in that way at all? Yes, there were some times where I really wanted to be by myself, uh, just to try and give myself more time to learn and to know what I'm doing in life. Mental health, it's, it's unfortunately a stigma in the community. There is a fee to talk about mental health. It's okay to talk about health issues. Um, and what I also found is that a lot of people stay away from engaging in conversation that relates to mental health. Mental health is like any other things. Um, it's like when we have a headache, we go and see a doctor. When we have a stomach ache, we go and see a doctor. When we go through tough times and that the things, the memories and everything that comes back to us, it does affect us. So it's very important to speak to somebody. And that's why I decided to interact in the community so I can tell the people that please, together we can break this stigma of mental health. Uh, because it's, as I said, it's like any other health problems that we go through every day. Being stressed is normal. We go through it every day. Um, COVID-19, for example, we were stressed. Uh, for some people, they were more stressed. So there's nothing wrong of being stressed, nervous. But if that gets to a stage where it's affecting you, your life, your family, the people surround you, that is the time when you need to go and see someone to just open up and see if that's normal or not or if there are any um, advices that you can get to help you overcome these situations. Being a man, it's, it's very hard to be seen uh, crying, to be seen down, because there's this perception about a man is very strong. A man is, and some people think that we don't have feelings. Uh, we do. Um, there's this thing about mental health that men don't experience. No, no, that's wrong. We do experience mental health. Uh, when I say mental health, I mean being stressed, being nervous, um, going through tough times. And there is absolutely nothing wrong to talk about mental health for men. We are the same like women. If women can talk about it, we can. There is nothing wrong to talk about mental health, especially for men. And I'm talking about it now, and I'm a man. And thank you for doing that. I think that's great because I know a lot of people in this community respect you and look up to you. So by seeing you openly talk about it, we're hoping that other people openly talk about it. And when they do need help, like you said, try not to bottle it up. They do go speak to someone, even if it's just a friend. Language is not the barrier. 
The problem is for some people they might be able to speak English but I will say to them don't be afraid to go and approach there are a lot of counselors that speaks your language out there so please not speaking English don't put it a barrier for you to seek advice and to seek assistance because you know what it is your life and it's in your hand whether you wanna seek help or not. I personally think that there is more work to be done about man's mental health because throughout my experience so far working with so many people, so many organizations, there was times where people contacted me direct and seek advice. Um, there were husbands with their families but they didn't know that what they were doing was wrong. So there was a time where I had to spend one-on-one -on -one over a coffee with a lot of men. And I'm lucky that I've done training in mental health. I have done youth mental health, first aid, and I'm also in the process of finishing um, mental health for adult. So. With these um, trainings, I'm able to provide some basic advice, but the, the main advice that I say to so many men is, please don't keep it in sight. Take it out. Go see your GP. Talk to your GP. He might be able to help. Through the GP, he will refer you to more services. And we have some great services here that can help so many men out there struggling. So please seek help. I think that's great advice. Every man needs to hear that because so many men don't seek help. Uh, and you said that by getting out, interacting, and you were obviously in doing that, you were giving back because you volunteered in. Can't even, I couldn't even count how many organisations you've said you've volunteered in, but what did you gain from giving back? Did that help you get through that tough time for you? Yes, I volunteered for almost more than now 20 organisations. And the reason I was doing that is, as I said before, I wanted to give back to the community. And again, to show the good image of uh, newly arrived refugees and migrants that come to Australia. We are now Australians and it is the responsibility of, of all of us to give back and to support each other. Um, I started as a volunteer visiting nursing homes and as a community visitor I was actually the youngest to be involved in this program. And the reason I was doing that is I wanted to give some of my time to those who are lonely at nursing homes, who don't get any visitations by anyone, to just show them that we are here for them. Because these elderly at nursing homes, they give so much to this country and it's so important for us to look after them. So when I used to go and visit them, taking them out, um, having a coffee with them, I could see the smile, I could see the appreciation in their faces 
and that was the the pay for the day is when they used to hug me and say thank you um, you made my day different today that was the pay for the day I did it not for any gains uh, volunteer I wasn't paid but I did it so I can see that smile on their face I want you to give me a quick list of some of the organizations that you have worked with volunteered with because I know there's a long long list but if you could just give us a few examples of some of the work you do in the community so I'm involved in a lot of organizations including the Salvation Army, St. Vincent de Paul, uh, Catholic Care Organizations, uh, the South West Sydney Local Health District, that's where I did my community visits to nursing home before, uh, the Assyrian Resource Center, the Universal Peace Federations where I was appointed Peace Ambassador and I'm currently working and serving the community of South West Sydney. The final question I want to ask is, you do all this amazing work in the community, um, you help, you're helping other refugees who are coming here, you had it very hard when you came here, is that why you're doing all of this good work and trying to help others? One of the main reasons why I'm volunteering is I want to give back to the community. Um, volunteering is rewarding. Um, and. I'm one of so many people that are out there volunteering every day. Just to give you a recent example of what I've done. When COVID-19 started, I saw that there was a need for a lot of local people in Fairfield City who were doing it tough. So with the support of the Salvation Army, I was able to deliver food hampers to their houses during the pandemic. This was to me very rewarding and so many other things that I do um, and I'm a kind of a person who doesn't like to talk about what I do um, because I'm sure the community and whoever is watching me when they see me they know who I am and what I do for them. All of these people that you're helping are you doing it to make sure they don't have a tough time to make sure they're having not going through these hard times the tough times, the stress that you talked about. Is that why you don't want these people to go through that? I'm doing this so that I'm trying and I'm only one person, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there, a lot of men and women out there volunteering and giving them time back to the community because it's very important as Australians to think about each other because we belong to a great country. It doesn't matter where I came from, or where you came from. We all are migrants to this country. This country belongs to the Aboriginal people. We are all migrants. So it is important that we protect this land and one day give it back to the people that own the land. So my background is my dad is Chaldean and my mom is Assyrian. And we are located in North Iraq and we are the indigenous people of that land. We belong to Mesopotamia. And for those who are familiar with history, Mesopotamia means the country between the two rivers. So we are the indigenous people, the native people of these lands. And fortunately, we were forced to um, leave everything and run away. And being a young person, 
and I'm still young. It was tough for me to see that I was going through very tough times, very tough times. Um, there was a time where they asked me, what's your name? And I said, my name is Basim Shamoun. So they knew straight away that, I'm, that I don't belong according to them, that I don't belong to that country. That was, that was the wake-up call for me um, and for many, many Assyrians and Chaldeans there that if we are the indigenous people of these lands and we are not recognized as being indigenous people, what are we doing there? So there was a time where I had to um, say other names, but not my full name, because if I did, I might have got myself in trouble. They might have killed me or did something very bad, because there was a time where we were not accepted there anymore because of being Christians. That was the reason. Unfortunately, as, as I said before, I don't want any Australians to see what I saw. As a young person, you can imagine going to schools and having friends all your life, and all of a sudden, you don't belong there anymore. So it was like a shock, a real shock to me. So I with my family had no other choice it's just to pack up our bags and just try to find a new place. Starting a new life is not easy. Being vulnerable, not knowing anything, it took me 17 years to be now the direction for so many people out there. All it takes is passion, motivation and objectives. Once the person have goals in life and what they want to do and what they want to achieve, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. If I did it, if I could volunteer for 20, more than 20 organizations, I'm sure you can do one. Volunteering is so important and it does have a huge positive impact on our lives every day and not only on our lives but also on other people's life. I'm a strong supporter of volunteering because although there is no financial gains but there is friendship gains, networking and other skills that the, any man could develop through volunteering. Volunteering have built my resilience, my motivation, my passion. And the more I volunteer for the community, the more I want to do more. And sometimes people ask me, do you have a life? I say, yes, I do. My life is in the community. Because together we can make Australia a beautiful country for everybody. Thank you for tuning in. A huge thank you to our guest. Make sure you head to wearemen.com.au for more information about the project and for a list of services that are available to men out there who want to learn how to be a man who talks. See you guys next week.